It's time for a Real Estate Roundup. This is the time every single week we get together with noted real estate agent Terry Story. Terry is a 30-year veteran with Keller Williams located in Boca Raton, Florida. Welcome back to the show, Terry. Thanks for having me, Steve. And you're in the studio today. In the house. (laughs) It's so great to have you. We've talked many weeks about prices and sales. They're slowing. They're stabilizing. Where are they now? What is the National Association of Realtors saying about real estate in America? We haven't heard this word in a while. Home sales have flattened. Flattened, the sales, so they're not growing. They're not growing. Actually, are they contracting? (laughs) Not yet. (laughs) Well, it depends on how, yes, if you're not growing and you're flattening, (laughs) you're contracting. Yeah, you know, you sound like an economist. (laughs) On the one hand, and then on the other hand, you know. But flat's not bad. No, look, you don't always have to grow. That's right. It's better than to be flat than necessarily to be down. And we need the inventory. So it's a welcome relief. Yeah. Well, you know, that brings up the question as to whether buyers are aware of this relaxation or this more inventory. Are they waiting or what's going on? It's interesting that you asked that question because I was with someone yesterday and he told me that this was happening. I'm like, how do you know? I thought I was only the special person. (laughs) You must listen to us on the radio. But no, I, I think consumers out there are starting to see that. And they've done surveys, Steve. The surveys show that the consumers say it's a great time to sell, but not a good time to buy. Mm -hmm. Now, I say, well, what are you waiting for? Because if you think about it, interest rates are rising. So if you're a buyer and you're going to wait, you're going to pay more for that house. Even if the prices are declining or flattening, it's going to cost you more. Anyway, it's your home. And it's a question of affordability. You have to live somewhere if you want to live in a home, make it your own for whatever the reasons are. Not everybody should be a homeowner. There's reasons for renters. But if you want a home, literally, there's no time like the present because you can't forecast the future. That's right. And I know you're always saying the best time to buy is now and the best time to sell is now. Yeah. And it's not like you're biased or anything. No, or not you at have all. an agenda. No agenda. It's not hidden. That's no, the difference. it's definitely not hidden. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Transparency. You know what a word I haven't heard in a long time, especially with regards to the housing market is the bubble. Ooh, the bubble. Does the National Association of Realtors, the NAR, not the NRA, <laughs> the NAR, do they say that we're, uh, we're in a bubble or not? No, we're not, we're not even anywhere close to a bubble. The fundamentals are not there. What we experience, I mean, we have still a very strong, stable housing market. Yeah. We do not have the subprime loans that took us down. That was all fueled by ad loans and just a whole different Easy money. Easy money, right. easy come, easy go. Yeah. Not going to happen. That's right. So, you know, first of all, these bubbles are extremely rare. Number one. Number two, you don't really ever know you're in a bubble until afterwards, right? Right. And this, I've been saying for so many years, we are not in a housing bubble. We're not in a stock market bubble. Those are different kinds of conditions. So disabuse yourself of that thought if if you're worried about that. That's right. Let's talk about their forecast for 2019. Now we're talking about the NAR again. So what are they expecting for 2019? They're saying it's going to be very boring, (laughs) meaning stable. Stable. They're predicting a stable market. So so many houses sell in general for the year, like 5 million and change or whatever. Correct. So if more houses are selling, that's when they're saying it's growing. But if stable means 
it's kind of hovering around the same number. The average number. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that's yep. that's what that means. I mean, we do actually have some numbers that reflect that. For 2018, 5,345,000 homes were sold right. and purchased, right? That was a decrease from 2017 where 5.5 million. Right. So there was a decline there. And they're forecasting that to increase from 5345 5, 5,345,000 to 5,400,000. So a slight increase next year. Right. It also means slight increase in home appreciation. Oh, that in, okay. So th- that's also being this predicted. This is the value. Of your home. Okay. So right. your home won't be appreciating as much as it has in the yeah. past. So that's something that I think we can state pretty much categorically that the big increases in home prices are behind us. Yes, very much so. Talking about home prices, the amount of homes selling for over a million dollars has been rising. That's right. Yeah. So let's discuss that. Tell us a little bit about the numbers of homes, what areas of the country are seeing that. Go ahead. What we're looking at is there was a 400,000 increase in the number of million dollar plus homes that sold throughout the United States. We're looking at about 3 million nationally is what is out there in million-dollar-plus properties, which represents close to 4% of the overall market. All right. So when you look at all the homes out there available, all the housing stock, let's call it, right? about 3 let's call it 4% of that are homes over a million dollars. So if you think of a bell curve, yep. that would be the one side of the tail, the tail. of, the, of yep. the bell curve, about 4%. And that sounds kind of normal yeah. to me. However, it's different in different areas because these are averages and averages don't really tell the complete right. story. So They're all... <laughs> jammed in in certain parts of the country. So California, of course, being being it. Being it. Yeah. We've got some numbers here. So listen to this. In San Jose, California, the share of million-dollar homes in October of uh, 2017 was 55.7% of the homes in San Jose, California, 2017, were over a million dollars. In 2018, in October, 70% of the homes in that area were a million dollars or more. That's crazy. Wow. And then you look at San Francisco. San Francisco was in October of 2017. It was 67%. Today, it's 80%. Yeah, 80% of the homes in San Francisco. Now I understand why everyone's homeless over there. (laughs) No, absolutely. I mean, seriously. It's not funny. I'm not Uh, laughing. Now, everybody goes to Honolulu and they want to move there. Yeah. Right? That's a bargain. (laughs) So. What is the share of million-dollar homes in Honolulu? It's only 20%. Oh, it's nothing. So you got 80% that you can afford. <laughs> of course, the national average is four, right. and they're at 20, but okay, yeah. comparatively speaking. What about, let's say, New York? We have uh, Long Island, New York. What's the share there? Yeah, I thought, you know, not being from New York, I thought it would be a lot higher than this, but it's only 10%. Well, I think if you think about Manhattan, which is not in this list, on this list, it seems like there's more apartments there that sell over a million dollars. Right. You know, then it is reflected here about million dollar homes in Long Island anyway. Yeah. I guess I always thought Long Island was all very wealthy, but must be parts of Long Island. Well, New York's a big place. Now that Amazon's going to move their headquarters partially there, whatever. My guest, as always, is Terry Story, a 30-year veteran with Keller Williams, and she can be located at terrystory.com. Thanks, Terry. Thanks for having me, Steve.